Remember the ocelot. This is Katie Morikawa. Extinctions and endangered species are on my mind this week. Who have we lost? And what are we poised to lose? The monarch butterfly flutters top of mind, but so too the Franklin tree, Franklinia aladamaha, the wood bison, and a small spotted cat, I believe, once used to hunt the forested mountains of Appalachia, the ocelot. Wikipedia does not list its native range this far north, but Earth.org says in their January 2022 article, The Seven Most Critically Endangered Species in North America, quote, Ocelots once ranged throughout North, Central, and South America, but now they can only be found in parts of Texas, with fewer than 25 individuals left in the wild. The incredibly vulnerable species was listed as endangered in 1982 following habitat destruction and fragmentation due to logging, but its decline was largely due to legal and illegal fur and pet trade between the 1960s and 1980s." I should pause to say that this passage has a few problems in that it mentions all of the Americas and then describes ocelots as remaining in the wild only in Texas, which is only true for North America. The title of the article does declare the focus, you know, it's about North American endangered species, but you might come away thinking that only 25 cats remain in the wild in all the world, when in fact they can be found from Mexico to Brazil and Argentina. Okay, back to the ocelot. Isn't he beautiful? And I'm referring to the featured image for this post which, by the way, I purchased license rights for because I wanted to do justice to this small, elegant creature and couldn't find an open-source image that did that. The ocelot is a small, spotted cat in roughly the same size class as a bobcat, though longer and leaner with a smooth head and ears. It measures two to three feet long with a one to one and a half foot long tail weighs up to 35 pounds for a large male, or as small as a large house cat for females. That's 15 pounds. I've had a few of those. (laughs) The fur is short and dense, with color ranging from cream through tawny beige to orange beneath a pattern of dark spots and stripes. Their patterns are unique, like a fingerprint, and can be used to identify individuals. The ocelot hunts the understory from Mexico to Brazil, is more numerous in the tropics, and eats a wide variety of small prey, up to around two pounds in size, from crayfish to birds to possums. This beautiful cat has been coveted for its fur and captured as a pet for centuries. Wikipedia says, quote, In the 1960s, ocelot skins were among the most highly preferred in the U.S., reaching an all-time high of 140,000 skins traded in 1970, unquote. And that's just in the single year. Can you imagine the horror of that? The depths of human selfishness still shock me. Ocelot fur trade has been widely banned, but illicit trade is still a major threat. 
as is the pet trade, which still goes on. Salvador Dali had a pet ocelot, and there's photos of him, and he was famous, but he didn't look very happy about it. And come to think of it, none of the photos I've seen of ocelots being kept as pets look like the ocelot is very happy. And I imagine that that's because the ocelot is largely solitary. I mean, it's not in their nature to like be around a bunch of people and be in public. And, you know, unlike lions, which they are very social and gregarious. So if you're like fantasizing about this like beautiful exotic pet, like maybe one day, just, you know, have a little empathy and think about what it would be like if you were really shy in crowds and suddenly someone was forcing you into these massive crowds like full of all this noise and how that would feel. Today, only a tiny population survives in the wild in North America at the Laguna Atascosa National Wildlife Refuge in Texas. Ocelots also live in captivity, and their wild presence in Central and South America is wide enough that its worldwide conservation status is categorized as of least concern, according to the International Union for Conservation of Nature, and that's the IUCN, which recently moved the monarch butterfly to the endangered status category. Note, this does not mean that there is no cause for concern, just that in the battlefield triage of the sixth mass extinction, its status doesn't rise to the top. This is small consolation for me, given the vision I had of a small spotted cat in the woods in our mountains. It was a fancy, perhaps a memory dimly recalled of something I heard in school, or an old-time legend murmured in passing that we used to have ocelots in Appalachia. Aside from the earth.org article that inspired this post, I have not found any information to support my intuition. I no longer find it unusual that this kind of knowledge fades from public records, though it is upsetting. It seems a symptom of a kind of collective amnesia. Maybe I'm wrong, Wikipedia certainly doesn't support me, nor do any of the other articles I could find limiting the ocelot's North American historic native range to the deep south of the United States, Louisiana, Arkansas, Florida, and Texas. Still, I'm clinging stubbornly to the idea that the ocelot belongs in Appalachia especially given Wikipedia's refusal to acknowledge that the wood bison used to range the entire eastern seaboard. And I've got a link to Wikipedia's wood bison article. Of course, this is as of August 19th, 2022, and I am actively looking for someone to update this Wikipedia article to be more accurate. Of course, this just supports academia's disdain for Wikipedia as a legit source. I know, I know, but still, it's disappointing. Wikipedia has become sort of like, you know, the surface layer clearinghouse for information, and it should be at least not so totally inaccurate. Beep, beep, beep. Update. 
I realize after listening to this again how irrational my rationale sounds for believing in an ocelot of the eastern woodlands. Wikipedia's flimsy, incomplete record of the eastern wood bison does not prove that the ocelot was likely here too. (laughs) But I suppose what I'm saying is that if such a reputable information source like Wikipedia, incomplete, a thin layer, but still reputable, can be so wrong about something so obvious. And given how hard it's been to find consistent information about any of this, you know, ecological restoration, historical reference ecosystems, historical native ranges for extirpated species, outside of the halls of academia, it could very well be true. But the truth is that something deep in my bones tells me it is so. There are ocelot fossils in Florida. That means that through the ice ages, the ocelot has remained in North America. It would take a lot to restore a landscape that could support them here, and really, probably domestic house cats occupy a similar ecological niche. But I can dream, and I can miss them. Bringing back the ocelot is certainly more feasible than bringing back the wood bison. As wonderful as it is to imagine a landscape with wood bison in it, I am practical. In Alaska, the wood bison has been yanked back from the brink of extinction and reintroduced to the wild. With all of that wilderness perfectly suited to the bison, it still took an enormous amount of resources and collaboration. It's also pretty cool. I've got a link to the Wood Bison Restoration Project at the Alaska Wildlife Conservation Center. And I just learned that they're reintroducing elk to North Carolina. The National Park Service Biological Resources Division in Fort Collins, Colorado, has a couple of articles from their 2016 and 2017 Bison Bellows series, including one on the speculated native range of the bison. It's called Bison Bellows, Back Home on the Range. There, I've got links in the show notes and in the blog post at katiemorikawa.com, as well as one specifically on their East Coast presence during the early colonial period called Bison Bellows, Bison East of the Mississippi. The NRCS agent who was out in early July also sent me these cool vintage maps showing the dates of the wood bison's extirpation, and that's eradication, from North America. It's not cool that they were extirpated, but the maps themselves are cool. And there's a detail map of the mid-Atlantic region of the U.S. And it shows that in Virginia, it was uh, gone as of 1730. Wood bison were in West Virginia as late as 1800. They were in Tennessee and Kentucky in 1810, as well as in Indiana and Illinois. And they were gone from North Carolina and South Carolina in 1760. So... Remember the eastern wood bison. Remember the Franklin tree, even if you've never heard of it before now. I am planning to plant two of these this fall. Franklonia alatamaha is now extinct in the wild and was only native to Georgia. 
but it leapt out at me when I was over at Woodthrush Natives a few weeks ago, and I want to try to grow them here. I have a spot where I think they will thrive. I'll share more in future posts. And I've got a link to learn more about this gorgeous tree. It's a, a relative of camellias. It's uh, in the tea family. And it's got these giant white blossoms that, of course, native bees love. And um, it, it blossoms for a really long time in the summer. And it will even be blooming when the leaves are turning red. So it's really an amazing tree. Uh, very fussy, needs particular conditions. So I'm hoping and praying that we've got it. <laughs> Most of all, remember the ocelot. Even if you don't believe she ever lived in Appalachia, she was definitely part of the landscape in Louisiana, Arkansas, Florida. She is hanging on by a thread in Texas. She belongs to North America. She is beautiful and we miss her. <laughs>